Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'm going to throw out some statements here, and I want to hear your reaction. I will never be sick another day in my life. I don't get sick. My body actually repels sickness and disease. It's impossible for me to be broke. What did you think? Excited? A little bit terrified? A little bit nervous? Doubtful? Absolutely. Where are we at? The Bible says 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. I want you to listen to the wording here. Overthrowing arguments and every high thing lifting itself up against the knowledge of God and taking captive every thought into the obedience of Christ. You know, as Christians, we're called to grow. And we're really called to take authority. We're called to take ground in the kingdom of God. God has intended us as Christians that we would take ground and end up being someone who, who takes their inheritance on the earth. The truth is, if we read Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, all through the New Testament, we see the inheritance that belongs to us. Even simply, Galatians 3.13 says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So by Christ giving his life for us and us becoming Christians, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You've heard that before, most likely. But what actually is the curse of the law? Does anybody know what's the curse of the law? Yeah, it's separation from God. But what else is the curse of the law? Deuteronomy 28 outlines what the curse of the law is. And if you read that chapter, that's Deuteronomy 28, if you're unfamiliar, is the one where it says, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, fruit of your body, fruit of the cattle, increase of your kind, flocks of your sheep. And it goes through what you're blessed. If you read verse 15 through 49 through the end, yeah, through the end of the chapter, it goes over what the curse is. And it's crazy. Read it in the New Living Translation. It's like, Nuts, all things you like wouldn't wish on your worst enemy, terrible things. Crops dry up, you know, you get engaged to a woman, but another man comes and sleeps with her. It's like crazy stuff, right? But the Bible says that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. The the three main areas of redemption are spirit, so it's like sin, uh, body, it's health, and then prosperity. And then it's also peace of mind, right? But those are the three main things, money, money, sin, and sickness. The three main things that we're gonna, you're gonna be faced up against, um, and then just then just your heart, right? Living in peace, living living in with in peace with God, and so we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But it's it's up to us to take ground and to get that territory. So my question for you is, what area in your life do you want to see dominion in? There are people on this earth who are walking in dominion. Kenneth Hagin said. He said at some point, he's like, I haven't had stress in my life. I haven't worried about anything in over 40 years. And man, when the first time I heard that, that really challenged me. I was in sales. You know, I was in a 100% commission job. For some people, that's terrifying, but I'd kind of gotten used to it. But I still carried stress. I carried stress of selling every day. I carried, but it really challenged me. And it took me a couple years to actually figure out how to properly cast my care on the Lord. And I can't tell you one thing that really made the big difference. It was just a decision that if this was available for me, I was going to go after it, right? This was going to be my portion. If he can have it, man, if it's possible, to live on planet earth in 2019 and have a stress-free life without, without, uh, and still be a person who's working and a person who's going after things. I'm not just someone who plays video games 10 hours a day, right? 20 hours a day. If that's possible and it's possible through the gospel of Jesus Christ, then I'm going to have it. But this verse becomes so important because it deals with the mind Many people haven't grown in their faith in an area because they haven't taken, uh, they haven't taken 
captive every thought. The Bible actually says specifically here, um, overthrowing arguments and every high thing, lifting itself up against the knowledge of God and taking captive every thought in the obedience of Christ. So this is what happens. I say a statement like this. I am healed. I'll never be sick. My body actually repels sickness and disease. It's impossible for me to stay sick. And I say that and people think, man, that's crazy that you would say that. And what starts to happen? The Bible, the, that scripture says overthrowing arguments. Your mind starts to argue and it's actually thoughts from the devil. You know, the devil's not going to agree with your faith. He's not going to be like, oh yeah, I'll just let you sit over there and think thoughts of faith, right? He's going to challenge you every step of the way. And so even saying things like, man, God's blessed me. I'm rich and I'm getting richer. I say that almost every day. I'm rich and I'm getting richer. People think that's not a very spiritual thing to say. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. So I, according to that verse, I'm rich and I live a stress-free, sorrow-free financial life. And so I align my, 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 my words up with the word of God. But you say something like that and your mind's going to challenge you. So this is the argument that we have to overthrow. So the argument comes. Well, that's not very likely. Or, yeah, maybe that's for him, but that's not for you. Or, man, that seems pretty impractical. Or, you're not even going to be sick once. Or, what happens if you get sick? And these questions come, but people never take the time to identify the argument that's happening in their head. This is actually the battlefield where you have to fight for your faith. Because what does the word say? The word says that Jesus, Matthew 8 says, Jesus uh, bore our infirmities and he took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So what does that mean? If someone takes something, where is it? You know, when Jesus took our infirmities, it actually doesn't matter where those infirmities are. It just matters that they're not near me. So if he took my infirmities and he took my sicknesses, I don't really care where he put them. He could have put them in a lockbox somewhere in in a New York City subway. It doesn't matter to me. He could have sent them to hell. It doesn't really make a difference to me as long as they're not near me. If he took them, if you came into my office, took my iPhone, and you walk out the door, and I never see you again, Where did it go? I don't know. I don't have it. And so it's the same thing with my infirmities and my sicknesses. It's a spiritual fact. It's a spiritual truth, let me say, that I am, that Christ has paid for me to live a sin-free, sorrow-free, prosperous, healthy life. And so that's mine. So one of the important things to do, and I I want you to do this. If you're driving, don't do this right now. But I want you to find what are the top three arguments for every time your faith wants to take ground in an area. How about this? I'm rich and I'm getting richer. Man, not only will I not be broke, I'm going to be so rich that it's going to be embarrassing for other people. I'm going to be so rich because the Bible says that whatever I put my hand to prospers, that I will lend to nations and not borrow. Not only because I'm generous towards the kingdom of God, God's going to prosper me so much so much that I want to be so rich that it actually embarrasses people how rich I am. So you say something like that, and what's the first challenge that comes? Maybe that's for somebody else. But then so what I do is I take a piece of paper and I write that, that argument down. This is the argument. This is how I overthrow the arguments that are coming. Some of you guys are catching this even as I'm speaking this and in your heart this is exploding. You overthrow the arguments. What is the first argument? Yeah, that's, maybe, that's crazy. You can't say something like that. Well, then what did the Bible mean when it said that? And that's not only one of two verses. Th- Third John 1, 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would be in health. That you're, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So to the level of you being prospering in your soul, God wants you prosperous and he wants you uh, healthy, right? 
So if you're in ill health, if you've got diabetes, if you've got anything, God has already paid for that. So the question comes, so this is what happens. Let's talk about health here. Let's talk about healing. Man, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm, I'll never be sick. I'll never have a disease. I'm, I'm free from what the devil is trying to put on me. Well, yeah, maybe one day you'll be healed. What do you mean one day? All right, so let's take that argument. Maybe one day you'll be healed. I take that argument, I write it down, maybe one day you'll be healed. And then I say, okay, well, when am I healed? Well, the Bible says that he, Jesus said it is finished. So I'm not actually getting healed today. I was healed 2,000 years ago. I just take possession of it today. And what does it say? It says, what, whatsoever you ask when you pray, Mark 11, 23 and 24, believe that you receive and you'll have it. So I don't, I'm not waiting for my healing to come. I'm not waiting for Jesus to heal me. I'm taking possession of it. When? Right, right now when I pray. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you said that, I'm, that healing is the children's bread. Lord, you said you take sickness out of their midst. There won't be one sick or feeble one among them. Lord, you said that you forgive me of all my iniquities and you heal me of all my diseases. By the power of God, even right now, I take my perfect health. In Jesus' name, amen. And I take it. And then I rejoice. Where's your healing? You don't look any different. doesn't matter what I look like. I received my healing. When did you receive it? I received it on today's date about three minutes ago when I prayed. Man, I took possession. And then I rejoice. People a lot of times get messed up because they don't understand the difference, first of all, between a healing and a miracle. A miracle is instantaneous. A healing just means you get health. You'll get healing, right? You will recover. And so we have this, this thing that these arguments pop up in our head, but we need to make a decision. Let me figure out what is this thought that I need to take captive. Let me grab this thought. Let me put it down on paper. And let me, let me take this argument. Let me take it, give this argument my, my side of the story. Okay, maybe how about this? That's for somebody else. Well, why is it not for me? Who's this for then? Show me the person that it's for. You're telling me that if the Bible says this, that I actually can't have it? It's, so are you willing to say that healing is absolutely not for me? If you're willing to say that it's not for me now, then are you willing to say it's for me? When is it for me? In a year from now? Oh, that's probably for later on when you're a more mature Christian. You know, the reality is there's people who have been Christians for 40 years and they're still living in, they're still living in sickness. They're still living in poverty. It's because they've never chosen to stir up their faith and believe. You won't believe until you choose to believe. The thing about whose faith do you admire when you look at somebody, maybe it's your pastor, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your leader, great man of God. You look at their faith and you're like, man, their faith is amazing. I wish I had faith like them. You know, they started in the same situation you were. They started to just have to take the word of God and believe it. You know what I did to when I started this? I just took the word and I started saying this. I would pray. I'd be like, man, I don't know. And I got bold. I just said, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm a believer. That's why, I'm, that's why they call me believe, us believers, because I believe. If God's word said it, I believe it. It doesn't matter if it's crazy. If it sounds crazy, I believe it. God's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, I believe it. And he said, give and it shall be given unto you. So all I know, this is a week of harvest for me. And then my head would challenge me on that. What do you mean week of harvest? How can you say that? Well, the Bible says I can decree and declare a thing. And I start to overthrow this argument. Well, that's not really going to work for you. And I say, well, then who's it going to work for? 
Who else did Jesus die for? Did he not? Is it absolutely not going to work for me? Are you telling me that it's absolutely not going to work for me? It's going to work for me. Why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Man, you're the same old sinner. The argument comes back. You're a sinner. Man, you're still just a sinner. Look, you did this last week. No, the Bible says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I've repented. Jesus doesn't remember that, so I don't remember it either. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm, I'm holy. My hands are clean. My heart is pure. I live for the kingdom of God. God's helping me to overcome everything wrong. Yeah, whatever. You just say that now. You're just hyped up on emotion. No, the spirit of God on the ends. And I, and I, t- I overthrow the argument. You have to start somewhere. You don't just get faith by osmosis. You've been a Christian for 10 years. Hey, you did it. You know, here's some extra faith. It's been 10 years now. You know, there's, there are Christians who are six months into their walk with God, and they have more faith than people who are 20 years in because they've never just made a decision. I'm going to believe the word of God. You will never believe in healing until you decide to believe it, until you feed your faith healing scriptures, until you read books on healing. Oh, I, you know, prosperity. People say this, you know, if God wants to bless me, he knows where I live. No, BS. Find out if God wants to bless you and then do what the Bible says. There's always our action. I've, I've, <laughs> I've guaranteed myself a prosperous future. Why? Because I've, I've, I've aligned my actions and my mouth and my life and my heart with the word of God. I tithe, I give offerings, I praise, I put it in soil that's good, the eternal soil, a, a church that seeks the kingdom of God. I personally win souls. I'm a giver, right? I praise and then I don't, I stand up for what I believe in. People challenge me. Hey, you know that prosperity gospel and prosperity gospel, nothing. It's the gospel. What's the curse of the law? You go tell me what Galatians 3.13 is talking about. Part of the curse of the law is poverty, that your crops don't produce, that you live paycheck to paycheck. That's part of the curse. Part of the blessing. What's good news to a poor man? Hey, you don't have to be poor anymore. What's the good news of heaven? Do you think people are missing meals in heaven? Streets of gold, son. We go there and it's, and it's prosperity. People live below because of what people think. Oh, money, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, you don't have to love money to have it. You tell me everyone that has money loves it. I don't love money. I love my wife. I love my mama. I love the Lord. And I, and I love a good biscuit every once in a while. But money, I don't care. Money is a tool that I need for the gospel. And so you make a decision and you go after it with your faith. And then don't back down. This is what I keep talking about. Don't back down. Make a decision. What area do you want dominion in? Identify the thoughts that are coming to you and, and decide, to, decide to turn them. What about if I say this? God is going to supply every... You believe me now because you can hear it in my voice because I believe it. God is going to supply every one of your needs till he comes back. You will never lack. Well, you have to do a couple things. First of all, you got to be a tither for that to be the case. The Bible actually also says, Bible says Malachi 3, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Prove me now in this and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. If you want it, there's your corresponding action. Tithe is part of it. So there's your action, but it's a decision. You choose. But a lot of times the thoughts defeat people. The thoughts come. Well, that's for somebody else. And they never, people never take catalog of their thoughts. Man, what are the thoughts? What is this argument? It's time to argue. Let's argue. The thoughts are going to come. Let's argue. I'm giving you permission. You ain't, can't argue with your parents. You can't argue with you can't argue with the people in charge of you, but you can argue with the thoughts that challenge your faith. Here I'll leave you with this. Don't doubt your faith. Doubt your doubts. There's your faith will stand firm because it's founded on the word of God. Joyce Meyer said, "You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind." Decide to Take control of your thoughts. 
what thoughts are causing you to live in a negative realm in any area of your life towards finances. If I say finances, if I say money and you get nervous, there needs to be ground taken. Man, the Bible says that I'll, I'll, I'll never lack for anything. The Bible says that I'll give and it'll be given to me good measure, pressed down. My God shall supply all my needs. That's biblical. Build that into your heart and come out on top every single time. Bless you. You guys are amazing. Let me pray for you, Lord. I thank you for every listener. Let this week be a week of harvest for them, Lord. Let them reap on seed that they've sown. Let their faith be encouraged, Lord, even as they find one scripture verse to add to their faith and they just go to war with it as meditating in their heart and they get a firm belief. I thank you, Lord, that they'll see a return and a great blessing in this month. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call you blessed. Nothing can stop you. You are children of God and champions in Jesus' name. Amen.